Welcome, we're your hosts Alicia and Whitney on Coming Coming Up Higher, where we're creating space through conversations, special guests, and inspiration for you to come up higher in the things of Christ in everyday life. Hey, Come Up Crew, welcome back to another episode of Coming Up Higher. We have a returning guest, a guest favorite, Miss Debbie Short. She's a spiritual mama to us. She's a mentor to many. She's a spiritual advisor. We've we've gone through her bio many times on this podcast, but she just has a, a great perspective uh, that that God gives her on, in everyday life. And and what we're talking about today is no exception. We're talking on the word momentum and what that looks like with God and in Christ and and the things that stop our momentum and the things that propel us forward. So I know you'll be encouraged because I know we were after recording this episode to just continue one step after the other, do the next step of obedience because, and the next step of obedience is uh, just a blessing and is favor and is the promises of God. And so keep up your momentum. That's what we want to encourage you with today with this conversation. Hey, come up crew. We are so happy that you're joining us for another week, another episode Yeah, coming up higher. We are Alicia and Whitney, and we just love spending time with you. Yep. So <laughs> thanks for downloading, subscribing to our podcast and listening to this week's episode. But we have a regular here on the show with us today. <laughs> She's a fan favorite. She's everyone's favorite. Miss Debbie Short. And we Hi just guys. want to say welcome, Debbie. Welcome, <laughs> welcome back. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. You never know what's going to happen. That's what I love. Exactly. So true. Yeah. When you come up higher with friends, you never know. And, and two, when you go on uh, ministry trips together, you never know. Debbie accompanies us many times on our, when, when we travel for worship and concerts and things like that, she's, she's part of the crew. So we want to talk a little bit about one of those experiences today, but we want to encourage you in your run with Christ, you know, scripture says, run the race with endurance that is set before you. And sometimes we can find ourselves feeling like we're treading through water and the current is, is pushing us, is working against us, pushing us the opposite way. And it just feels like you're trudging through, through that, that thick water. And, and, um, and so we want to talk about what it is to move in God's momentum. And when we were on one of those ministry trips, we had to, it was a small town. So we were staying at a, at a B and B and it was an old house. And the only way, um, to get up the stairs to the, or to go to the bedroom was to get up the stairs. And for those of our listeners that don't know, Debbie has been a spiritual mom to us, a mentor, mentor to many, but another aspect about her life is she has been on an amazing health journey. Yeah, She's lost over, I think around 200 pounds, um, survived a a 2% cancer diagnosis, Mm -hmm. a 2% chance of living, um, just has overcome so much and is, is still on the journey, but just inspiring so many. But part of that came mobility issues. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of those mobility issues, it it prevented her from traveling with us sometimes. And this would be one of those instances because we had to stay at a place that had stairs, but Debbie had been working uh, in the process of going to the pool and building stamina and building back that mobility that she had lost because of illness. And, um, 
she just took a step of faith and said, you know what, I'm going to go with you. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to get to my, my bed and breakfast room or not, <laughs> but, um, or well, I'll sleep, but I, I'm going to go with you. And that kind of took us and gave us this instance of where we had a picture of what moving with God's momentum was. And so, mm-hmm. um, Debbie, do you want to talk about that, that night yeah. sitting at the you stairs? Know, God's been speaking about momentum for weeks to us, even before that trip and in different things, it was coming up and it was letting go of what's been behind. I press on, I push into the new things. And even with the health issues that we're talking about, you know, at one point I had 18 health issues and I'm down to four or five. Unfortunately, the four or five are still hard to deal with, you know, but you have to keep pushing on. And there comes a point when you you come to places in your run and your journey that's like, if I don't change it up a little bit, I'm just going to stay status quo where I'm at. Mm. And, And so it was like, head to the pool, you know, finally gotten permission. It just seemed like one setback after the other. Every time I was going to the pool, then something else would happen. And, and so I'd been in the pool for a few weeks and, and the very first day, I mean, even to walk into this pool is an incredible distance for me at that point. And so I built up after five or six weeks, starting at Alicia, you know, cause you, Whitney both took me sometimes one hour in the pool a day, which walking is piece of cake. It's nothing. But for me, I was going home taking a four-hour nap when I got done, you know. And so here we go to this house. And the house is, you can just picture, like, not really a brownstone, but out of the 40s. And so when you went in, you had, I don't know, I I don't want to exaggerate here, but it seemed like 100 stairs. But it was probably eight stairs to a platform. And then it turned, and then it went back up another eight stairs, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, to the second floor. And I just kept eyeballing those stairs and there were four stairs to get even into the porch to get into the house. So we're talking more stairs than I've done one or two getting into something and usually have to have somebody pull me up mm-hmm. or hold my hand. This, or This had been years of not doing stairs. I mean, yeah, just for yeah. our listeners to understand, I think sometimes we take it for granted um, if, if, if you're healthy or have, have the use of your limbs is just like going, hopping upstairs when you need to, or doing this, that, and the other, but it had been years since yeah. you, you had climbed any kind of stairs. And so yeah, this we're was... talking 15, maybe easy, mm-hmm. if not longer. And so, but the determination to keep moving forward and having momentum, you know, it's just like you have to build up stamina and it comes in phases when you make these changes. And so, you know, then it comes to nighttime and, you know, sometimes I've laughed. I think we just need some good bloopers from some of these trips we've been on because yeah. we've, we've had a few doozies, you know. We have. But anyway, so this, we'd gone out to dinner with the pastor, you know, a young guy. And, and um, you know, he, he asked the girls, you want me to stay till we get her upstairs, you know. And I'm like, what are they going to do? Put me on a blanket, drag me up there, you know. But we were going to get me upstairs and. So you got one behind pushing and one in front tugging. And, you know, the first several stairs are just these real decorative stairs that didn't have anything to hang on to. So that was the first point of fear. I'm going to use that word to get to that point to where we could hang on to the railing or I thought I could 
you know, and it's not hang on to the brother. We're talking clinging, pulling myself, you know, and then still hanging on and hoping someone's pushing from behind. We're talking an ordeal here, but no, I'm going to do it. Right. So we start and I do one or two stairs and get up and because of some of the pulmonary issues I had had and, you know, it's getting better, you know, just a few stairs, that upward motion is a tug on breathing. So I'd stop and rest and everybody waited. I don't know how long it took to get to the first platform, but we got there and they brought me a chair and I sat down there about 10 minutes. And then it was like, we still had eight more stairs to go, you know? And so we got on the stairs and, and Alicia's pulling from behind, pastor's pushing from behind and, and, and more so that I'm secure. I mean, but the mental picture is kind of funny, you know, and, you know, and then you got Whitney cheering on, you know, and then the, the hostess of the house is all stand, you know, we've got this mask going up this route of stairs, you know, and I think Alicia, it was you, wasn't it? That said, what happens if you would just keep moving yeah because as I was actually standing in front of you and just pulling up if you needed it but there was just on the first set of flight of steps you just would take one step at a time then breathe and then take and it's all out yeah and it just it took forever like by the time you got to the little landing we brought down a chair because you were so worn out yeah but then you were already halfway there and it had come so far and I yeah. think that's that's a lesson within itself is like we've come so far and maybe yeah. we've worked against God's momentum in the past or we've we've done it in our own strength or we've, mm-hmm. you know, stopped and started, stopped and started, you know, and got maybe even turned around in some aspects. But when you hit those second flight of stairs, you just started whipping your leg up, hitting the next one, whipping your leg up. And I said, what if, you know, I said, and then you just got to the top of it. Cause I said, what if you just work with the the motion of your body and, and just keep, keep moving. Don't stop unless you absolutely have to, let's see what that does. And that's what you did. And I mean, you got up in that second flight of stairs and fast. In in a minute, in minutes, when it took yeah, it took you to what it was. 10, 15 minutes to get up the same amount of stairs yeah. the, in the first flight, and so I think that really spoke to you in that moment, Debbie, for your own health journey of of moving with God's momentum, and sometimes it's so much easier moving in His current and and and, and flowing versus getting in our own way a lot of times, or even operating in patterns that worked in the past. Even right. down to Whitney, I know she she pointed out you kind of would pull your leg to the side and then go up because that's mm-hmm. what you had to do when you were heavier. You had, you know, mm-hmm. and, but yeah, there wasn't no move to bend my knee to lift it up. Yeah. But now that yeah. that you've been on this health journey, you can extend your leg and bend it like like we would take steps. And so there were little tweaks like that. But what was God speaking to you as you went went up those stairs? You know, I it's more by the time that I get in bed and lay down and everything's quiet that I feel like he says a lot of things to me, but going up those stairs, um, Whitney had mentioned not throwing my leg out to the side. And that again was introducing something new to me because out of survival, when I had 200 pounds on top of me, I got in the habit of doing things a certain way. So my body would function. You learn to survive. And their bad habits 
but it's what worked because I couldn't do it right. the other way like somebody normal would. And um, all I could think of was that I've been telling myself for weeks, you know, perpetual motion, keep moving, don't stall out. Because whether it's things we do at home, whether things we're studying, whether it's ministry things, whether it's on the job, when you stall out, to get that movement going on again, you know, people talk about being, um, what's the word I want? Not complacent, but, you know, it's like you put off everything. And when you put things off, you don't have the momentum to start again. And in fact, you just feel like, oh, what's the use? And so that second set of stairs, that was such a victory moment for me. Mm-hmm. Because... I did something new that I've not done in the past. And, you know, I took both of your advice, tried lifting my leg up in front, which it didn't really want to function that well. I didn't really have, you know, thought pat process how to do that, but I was trying. And then the thing of keep moving. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it's like, even if it's a turtle pace, you know, mm-hmm. starting in the pool, starting on the job, you know, starting as long as, there's some kind of movement that's moving forward. I'm gaining ground instead of losing ground. And so I felt like when I got in bed, the Lord was showing me how, like you said, you know, I've had to learn thing, to do things different when my body was a lot heavier and, and, and it's a survival thing, but it's one of those things that I was still perpetually moving. Yeah. Even though I procrastinated, that's the word I was looking for earlier. All right, what I call procrastinating. And that perpetual motion, it still affects me even today. You know, there's a couple of things that I've done that have been a little bit of a, you know, maybe what I would call a setback. Or, you know, like if one day I've got too much pain and I've got to get off a low chair to get up and I'm the only one here. It's like, look, all you have to, I'm talking out loud to myself, you know, you just need to stand up. And perpetually get movement, let your body move and you keep moving with it. But I've got to also be safe because I don't want to fall, you know, so there's all these things. But so then it's shifting from being afraid or old patterns into the new that's coming and embracing the new while I let go of the past. So, so fitting of I'll let go of what's been behind Mm -hmm. and I press on and take Mm -hmm. a hold of what's ahead. But my newer body, my continually healing body is going to go through changes. But it's like the natural is pointing to the spiritual. And so, uh, you know, the other day um, I went to go do something and I had gotten, I had drank some sodas that don't agree with my body and I paid for it. I ended up getting like a, an outbreak of gout. And this time, usually it hits my hands, this time it hit my ankles. And so it was very painful to stand. And so I'm going through this. They're going to think I'm ready for the loony bin here. But it's like, look, your ankles work. They're going to hold you. They're just swollen and painful right now. But you need to stand up. Mm. And I tell myself that about four or five times. Because you know what? It was really painful. Gout is like having shreds of glass in your joints it's very painful i've only this is only my second outbreak and i pray i don't have to deal with it again because 
we're going to correct some of those issues that maybe are causing it. Because the change that's coming, I'm letting go of what's been behind. I got to keep pressing on. I felt like the Lord said, you've even allowed things that have been painful to you, keep you from moving ahead. And now I'm not laughing at gout. It's not a comfortable thing at all. But there's other things that I've done where I've said I've been afraid. I, you know, like I've been afraid of loud booming noises since I've been a child. Fourth of July comes and this friend challenges me. You know, we like the loud booms because it's an adrenaline rush. And I'm like an adrenaline rush. That scares the, you know what, out of me every time those things go off and toilet paper crammed in my ears or earplugs or whatever I've used through the years, you know. And I never wanted to go outside on the 4th of July. Well, the last couple of years, when I got that thought in my mind that, oh, it could be exciting. It could be an adrenaline rush. You're not going to get blown up, you know. And I mean, I wouldn't open a can of biscuits. I wouldn't do nothing that was going to go boom if I didn't know. And I just, it was that start reflex, I think. But now that I had that in my head, I went out to one of the local amusement places that's around here. And at night they did fireworks. And this is after 4th of July, second year in a row. And I realized that I was with a group of people that I brought my earplugs with me because I wanted to be prepared like the old. And I realized I went through the whole thing and never put them in my ears. Mm-hmm. And we were right under them, loud booms, everything. To me, that was as important to me as going up those stairs with that perpetual motion. That was an aha moment at that Airbnb. I mean, it was an aha, like this is, this is part of the new process of recreating your mind that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so when you start thinking about momentum, um, these are the things that are hitting me. And, uh, you know, just one other little thing I was going to bring up. I went to, um, on Friday night, there's a, a new church plant in the area that I love the pastors that go there. And on Friday night, nobody was around. You girls were out of town. And I thought, you know, I can sit here and be bored or I can go and go to church. So when I got there, I told this pastor, and he's real bubbly, you know, and I told him, I said, well, pastor, I said, I kind of lost some momentum this week. So I said, I came in and I have expectors on expecting you to have a good word tonight. No pressure, you know. And so I, he just kind of gives me one of those high five bumps, you know, and, and I went and sat down in a chair and they had worship for a little bit. And I was glad I was there. And he points at me as he's getting ready to start his message and he's all got it all prepared. And he's got two screens behind him and across the front of it, the word momentum yeah. <laughs> came across the screen. Awesome. And I was like, all right, I get it. I get it. This you know, this message is for you. This yes. message is for Glad y'all are here from a sermon, <laughs> you know, but uh, you can all leave because he's wanting to say something to me, you know, but I don't think it is just for me. Right. I don't think I'm the only one that's going through things that you're having to let go of things that have been. There is so much change in the earth right now. And if you get stuck in your ways, you're going to be so stuck. You ain't going to be able to move in nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I just keep thinking, Lord, 
put me in turtle mode, I guess, but let me just keep putting one foot in front of the other. I don't want to stall out here. I don't want to stall out in growth. I don't want to stall out in belief. I don't want to stall out in faith. I don't want to stall out in hope. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, what, like a lot of great things to, to pull out of what you just said, but with even just thinking about this is the way I did it because that's how I always did it. And that's how I had to, because I was in a traumatic situation or my body was facing disease or things like that. You know, I, I had to swing my leg around. I had to do it even though that wasn't the way you were created to do it. And that's not the, you know, the, the most beneficial way to do it, but out of necessity, that's what you were doing. And I like, it made me think of like, man, what are the, the, things I did out of survival, literally just to survive. Like when you talk about surviving, that's like you're in a situation where you can be harmed or you could die or something. And so like you're, you are in survival mode, you know, and it is not conducive for your growth. Exactly. And there are times when like, if, if you're in a, you know, a burning building or a bear is chasing you or so like survival mode, I mean, you need those things to kick in. Uh, and even just in, if you're in a bad home situation, like sometimes you, you need that stuff to kick in to literally to survive, to right. save your life, yes, absolutely. but that's supposed to be an instant or a small portion of your life. That shouldn't, that shouldn't be our whole life. Mm-hmm. Right. It shouldn't be every day. It's exactly. like emergency mode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It should be emergencies yeah. only, but unfortunately, like some people are in situations like children in, at home or, uh, you know, even like people, the, the people that are suffering, like in Afghanistan and stuff like that, where they have to be in survival mode, like all the time. And, and even just people that are in unhealthy relationships and, uh, you know, you just get into this psych, you know, people in Afghanistan, they can't help it. But like, if I'm in a bad relationship, that's unhealthy for me. Like there is something I can do about that. You know, there is a choice I can make. And that's what I loved about, um, what you were saying about, like, I just have to talk to myself because sometimes we have to, you know, we mm-hmm. have to stir up our faith. We have to stir up the gifts that are inside of us. Like Paul talks about that with Timothy. Uh, and sometimes I found where I have to like turn on a pastor on YouTube or whatever that I know is going to have a message that will just kick me in the butt. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Absolutely. It's important to recognize the times when we're just like, no, this isn't how it's going to like, yeah, that is how it's always been. But like, I can change my situation. I can get up and walk even though my ankles are hurting or I can, you know, uh, love again, even though I've been hurt. Like there's, mm. we can start saying these things to ourselves because the word says that life and death are in the power of the tongue right. and you know, that will eat the fruit thereof. Yeah. Well, the thing about fruit, I was listening, uh, to the sermon on Sunday when I was at church that he was talking about, it's not a vegetable because for those of you who grow gardens, like I have a little garden on my porch that like when you grow a vegetable, it's within, you know, two months or three months or whatever, you're reaping the harvest. But like with fruit, that takes a while mm. to grow, you know, and then when it does grow, though, like all the it's fruit, continuous. yeah, it's like continuous. It's a, There's a lot of it and it just keeps on coming. Mm-hmm. And that made me think like, man, when I'm in my old patterns when I'm in my survival things that I did to just make it through day to day. And I continue that throughout my life. Like I'm just planting more fruit trees, which has given me like hundreds and thousands of, of apples or oranges or whatever you want to say, you know, that I'm like having to eat now. 
and it's this perpetual side. It's, it is momentum, but in the, the wrong sense. Mm. Right. And I just think, and I know in my life personally, like I've been working on, on survival habits that, that I've picked up over the years just to make it through. And it's like, what's the opposite? What's the healthy reaction I can have in this situation? Because it's not that I'm not going to face rejection again, or it's not that I'm not going to face a loss again. It's not that I'm never going to feel alone again, but what are my responses going to be now that I'm becoming this new person now that I'm stepping into my godly identity, because I can't continue doing the things, planting the same seeds and the fruit trees that I've been planting and, but expect different fruit. It's just not, it's not possible. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just think what, what actions can we start to like, once we start recognizing what's going on, like what are the actions we can take and realizing, like you said, Debbie, that turtle pace is still progress. (laughs) It's still progress. Turtle pace is still progress. Like it may not be, we may not be getting there as quickly as we want to be. Mm. The success may not look like, you know, it used to, I know I had a friend tell me the other day that like Whitney just, She's like, you don't even have to tell me. I already know that you thought this. So let me just say this right now that like you're not losing progress or you're not. Um, what did, how did she say it? She said progress doesn't look like not ever going through another hard situation again. Progress looks like, OK, I came up against that again, but now I'm actually cognizant of it. I'm cognizant of what I, my natural reactions would be to do. So what am I going to do differently this time? Right. Because I like for me, and you know, what's really interesting. Mm -hmm. You just spawned a thought. You said, what can we do? Um, When we're talking about talking to ourselves and saying, you can do this, you can stand up. I mean, there's a couple of days I've told myself six times I could stand up before I find it. It's like one, two, you know, you can do this. You, you need to stand up, you know, you know why I started doing that? Because while I was starting to change, I would get people who, Oh, we'll go exercise with you. Well, when they need to lose 10 pounds and you need to lose a couple hundred, guess who's going to be at the gym longer, Ta-da, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and so when they give up or fail, some of them failed, you know, after a week, they're like, Oh, my, my calves hurt. I can't do this. You know? Well, when they failed, I failed. And I finally felt like, you know, it's like, gird up your loins, you know, just gather, you know, or sometimes I'll say, put your big girl panties on and get out there and do it. You know, you have to just be the one to determine yourself. When they say you're going to have a 2% chance to live, I'm not playing this game. I want to live. So I'm going to ask you, Lord, if I can live, what do we need to do to get, what's my exit strategy to get from where I'm at, not to heaven but I want to see things on the earth here. And so part of it was learning to quiet the voices that are in your head. Hmm. You guys have got that song about label, you know, the labeling that we get people mean well, and some of it is your own, your own thoughts in your mind because of how you feel inside when the outside's not functioning and you still know you have a call to be moving forward and I've got the Holy Spirit asking me in my mind, will you serve me when you're your weakest? Okay. No, that's going to mean getting in a bathing suit when you weigh 450 pounds and go to the pool. Can you do that? Okay. I will. That was a new thing. 
can you, uh, you want to travel with the girls so bad, but you're either going to have to stay in an RV camper, which are difficult to get into when you're round and short and chubby and all that, or you're going to have to go up 15, 20 stairs just to get to where you're going to sleep. Hmm. Okay. I really want to go. Then you're going to have to change something. So I made a determination that I'm going no matter what. Remember I said, no matter what I'm going and we'll just figure out how to get me up there. Yeah. I'm glad it it wasn't with the crane out the front window. (laughs) I know. We felt kind of like the the friends that lowered the, (laughs) lowered the friend to Jesus because we're like, we... Debbie, you carry such an anointing, you know, when you pray over people and, and everything, we love having you on the, Mm -hmm. on the trip with us, but I just love how your testimony is going to inspire our listeners because whether you have 200 pounds to lose or whether you have a book inside you that you felt the Lord leading you to write, but you haven't typed the first letter yet, or, you know, maybe you want to put yourself out there and start dating again, or maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to get involved in a, in a, mother's group or a small group or something there's there's each each of these defining moments in our life begins with that first step it does and and that's what I loved about watching like I got I got emotional watching you take those stairs because having known you for eight nine years and traveled with you and things I I've known what what you've come out Mm -hmm. of and I and and I mean that's just a that's just a snapshot of your whole journey in life. Yeah. But it was just I knew that was a big moment for you. It was a big moment. And it was a big me. moment to witness. But mm-hmm. I just thought, how is it gonna be for us when we cross the finish line mm-hmm. of, of the next thing that the Lord has given us? And that's that's what I loved about what you were saying was, you know, the Lord can say, put these opportunities and these desires and these giftings in front of us and say, Oh, you want that? well, here's what you're going to have to do. And, and there's, there's action that is required on our part. And it sometimes is. I think we miss that, that we mm-hmm. think um, it's all going to fall into place. It's all going to, you know, fall in our laps and, and we're just going to walk in it and everything's going to be mm-hmm. gravy, you know, but, but there's, there's that action step that he's calling us to take. And I've witnessed that in your life um, because a lot of people that had um, been in your state of health and experienced and walked through, what you walked through would have taken either an an easier way out or not just given up and just said, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I'm saved. I'm going to see Jesus in heaven. Like this is all my life is ever going to be, but here you are in your sixties and you're losing weight and you're going to the pool and you're, you're taking stairs and you're doing, you're, you're changing your, you've completely changed your eating habits and, just so many things that are inspiring, but I want our listeners to just put your, put yourself in the situation and what is the stair, what is at the top of that staircase and are you moving in God's momentum to get there Mm. or are you taking one step and saying, Oh, but I need to putting, putting those things that need to be done on the back burner Right. And, and procrastinating, like you said, like, Oh, I want to do this, but I have to have a meeting with somebody and I haven't scheduled that meeting step on the first staircase and then you on the step and then you mm. stop. What are those things in your, in your life listeners that, that you could take that first step today and, and let, and get caught in that, that momentum and let's see where God takes you and what's at the top of that staircase. That's good. Well, cause sometimes it's a fear that stops us. Mm-hmm. We take one step and then fear and it's like, Oh, withdraw. 
or sometimes it's a, a doubt or an insecurity. Yeah. You know, and and so sometimes it's, yeah, things that we put off, but then sometimes it's True. our misidentification. True. And just well, realizing. and then the the other thing is, is that this whole journey has been identifying to me is so much more, the weight loss is just like a sideline. Uh, truthfully, it's just, just a sideline. I've been dealing with even like the fear of success, like you're telling the listeners, you know, what is it that is at the top of the stairs that you're climbing, trying to get to? We're all in a journey, whether it's something in the job, in the marketplace, at a school, with family, finances. I mean, you know, there's other besetting, I call besetting sins, you know, because sins of compulsion, alcoholism, you know, drugs, sex. I mean, there's so many things that are in our everyday life that we get ingrained in there and we accept as normal and, you know, overweight, eating food and enjoying it is a great thing. Being overweight is not. And sometimes in the church, gluttony is one of the most accepting sins, you know, and I'm not trying to get real religious about this, but I want to turn this to how do you get this stuff done in your everyday life where it brings about change? And one of the things that I'm having to really face even now is like this week, I had company come in. I love them dearly, known them 35 years. They're going to know who I'm talking about. And, but she loves to cook and she cooks like I can eat, but it was like, oh, I'll make this and I'll make that and it'll be really good. And we can freeze some of it and we can eat, you know, well, pretty soon instead of eating how I eat, I was grazing all day long because it was so good that it was food I could eat. But then. I let that volume come back in. And so then it was pushing lungs and it was doing different things. And so it's the first time that I really fought with, uh, I guess I'll use the word triggers, you know, things that I've done in the past that were accepting really a lot worse. We'd go buy old pies and eat them, you know, but making those decisions because now I have a result, what happened from the choice I made. And I, now I can go, do you, do you want that again? No, I don't. That functioned before last month or six months ago or two years ago or however long back. That's not working now. It's like learning to go upstairs. I've been practicing in the pool, lifting my leg in front of me, getting that, I don't know, they call it muscle memory. I don't know. In my head, you know, but making those decisions. When warfare comes and I have that setback this week, and my mind, I'm not even going to give the enemy credit. I do this to myself. Well, you're set back. You blew it again. You're, you're back in a place where you're not going to be able to climb stairs like you did when you were in Illinois, you know. And that's really sad. And you have to fight those things. I have to just say, look, it's like when you're in the bathroom in the mirror, you just look at yourself and just go, knock it off. We're not having this pity party today. The only way you're going to move forward is if you keep moving forward. You know, that day I told you that I went to the pastors and I told them, hey, you know, I lost my momentum. Well, you know what started it is I got we live near a lake and I went down to sit at the lake. I love to go down there and pray and think about things and just listen to worship music, whatever. And so I was down there and I decided to take this little gravel road just to see what this one island was doing because we had some flooding going on. And I start to go up this hill and it's gravel. 
and I didn't get a good run at it. And it's not a steep hill. It's just that it was gravel and it was wet. And so I, I started to, I got about halfway up. My tires started spinning and it was like, Oh, I'm going to back back down and get a good run at it. You know, instead of turning around and going back, I've gotten to where I don't go backwards on things. I'm going to keep moving forward, but I'll get a run at it if I need to. This time it was so clear in my mind. I feel like the Holy Spirit said, you don't need to get a run at it. You don't need to start over what you've just done. You're already halfway there. So why don't you kick it into low gear and take the velocity and kick it down the low? And that's why I say turtle mode, because I feel like I'm just barely crawling along. That car went right up that hill. Mm. How often do we get in life where you want to take a run at it again? You know, you think about that going around the mountain seven times. Well, I'm tired of doing that. I'm tired of doing that. I want to keep moving forward. (laughs) I think about that, just having that all or nothing mentality. That sometimes, like you said, like you don't have to go around the mountain again. You don't have to, um, correct, you know, start, start from the beginning, but you were already halfway there Yeah. and how, how often, whether it's on a, on a eating healthy or it's, you know, and writing a book or exercising or like whatever, where it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do, or reading the Bible, like, oh, I didn't do it today. So I blew it. Like, that's it. I might as well not do anything. And it's like, well, no, that doesn't negate the fact that you've done it for weeks and weeks or months or years or whatever, like just because you've missed it this week, like, and just getting rid of that all or nothing mentality, because that is a direct force against momentum. Yeah. And what I would even do in those situations, Whitney, is I would say, well, you're having to back down and get run at it. So once you start tomorrow, we won't even worry about it today. Mm-hmm. So go lay, fill your plate, do whatever you want to do that you shouldn't be doing. And we'll just start tomorrow. Sometimes I look at the time that was wasted in those choices. Mm-hmm. <coughs> when I could have been doing so much more that would have pushed me 10, 15 years ago closer to the goal I couldn't make it even 24 hours and I would just feel like a miserable failure inside and then I'd get you know a couple days under my belt and then I'd get a week under my belt and then I got to where I was getting a month and then I got to where really for a couple months I hadn't even uh, I'll use the word cheat you know I had a friend say well you know why don't you get all the junk food out of your house and I go do you know how many diets I've been on they tell you to do all that I've thrown so much money away. I'm not doing that. There needs to be marshmallows, chocolate, candy. If I've got guests that can eat some of those kinds of things, I was a diabetic and couldn't. I need to have that right there because it's this mind of mine that's got to make the decision to keep moving forward and not make old decisions. Now, that's probably really unpopular. That's what I feel like God told me. You need to learn to make wise decisions with all the temptation that's around you. And see, then it becomes not about the food, but what he's trying to teach me. Do you know how much temptation we have around us on the earth today? It is so much in so many areas. We're bombarded with it. We got to learn to make those good decisions to keep moving forward. I want you girls to do that. You set parameters for yourself. We all have things we're learning in because we're learning. 
those are some of the lessons that have come out of this time. And I, I've often said, if somebody someday, and I believe I got 75 pounds to go at least, you know, uh, someday somebody's going to ask me, you know, how did you do it? Don't really have a diet. But what I did was being obedient to obscure instruction that he gave me while I was growing. But I was more concentrated and focused on him. How do you change my everyday life? How do how do I get at what's my exit strategy from being what I was when I was little? Or I learned to make all these stupid decisions because it's how I survived. You know, your body gets big. You're throwing your leg up to the side to get it up on the stair instead of lifting it. When do you learn to make those decisions? And it's way beyond these areas that are just addictions or habits, you know, but it's, it's moving into how can I now listen to what you're saying to me and apply these things? And so a lot of things I'm going through right now, I feel like are tests, you know, it's like when I was a kid, this is a test. It's only a test Beep, and the next 60 seconds, it's going to be over with. I fail tests a lot, but there's some of them that are now coming back around. I'm like, uh, I know you, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I'm going to make my new decisions. Uh, Whitney said I was throwing my leg to the side. I didn't know what that looked like, you know, and that's another thing too. What do we do without the people who are around us that see what we don't see? Right. You know, granny, one time in a prayer meeting threw her hands up. She goes, Debbie, we see what you don't see. And I, and I thought, you do, you see a perspective, but that leg lifting thing, I had no idea I did that. Yeah. But you changed my thinking pattern. Yeah. Mentors, yeah. friends. Yeah. The people around us are important. And, you know, that's what I love about serving God and walking with Jesus is he, he shows us where we can go, but he doesn't say, all right, good luck. He walks with us every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. been evident. And he, he, he teaches, you know, Jesus said, um, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so mm-hmm. when I hear that, when he says, walk with me, follow me, that, that when we're in his rhythm, when we're, when we're in his momentum, that we can get where we're going and we have that support along the way. And so, um, Debbie, why don't you, why don't we close this out and why don't you pray for our listeners and just maybe, maybe they're at that first step. Maybe they're at that second flight of steps or wherever they are in their journey. Um, and this message has resonated with them. You know, Jesus, he spoke in parables. And so he talked about the farmer and the seed and the sower and, and the mustard seed and, and, you know, the vine and the, and he, he used everyday life circumstances, like tackling a set of stairs to teach his principles. And Mm -hmm. so that's, that's our heart behind this. And, um, we hope that you guys gleaned from it. But Debbie, pray for those listening right now that want to move in God's momentum in their lives. Father, I just lift up the listeners that are listening. And I want to lift up the one that's looking at the length of the race that in the natural has to be run. And they just say, it's unprecedented. I'll never make it. I'm just going to fail. And because of that, they are not willing to take a first step. Father, I pray that you would give strength, that you would give wisdom, that you would give knowledge and, and truth behind, uh, you know, of course, we're using the eating thing, but even in other areas of our life where we fall short and we've learned to lean on food or alcohol or drugs or sex, 
instead of leaning on you. And I don't know where the journey begins, but I know that you can take a tangled ball of yarn and know where it began and know where it ends and untangle the mess and turn it into a message. So for those who are uh, contemplating even things that have been said, Lord, I pray you just help them to kick it into low gear, that you give them an exit strategy for the days ahead. And Lord, those may come in phases. There may be phase one and phase two and phase three. I, I feel like I'm in a phase, several phases from where I was. I'm not where I was, but I am where I'm beginning to be. And I'm going to go where you're having me go. And that's what I pray for the people who are listening. They're, they're not who they were, but you're going to change them from one step to the next and take them into glory. And Lord, we all want to get to the end of our race and, and hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, enter now into the joys. And so we can obtain that here too, God, and we want to do that. So I just pray for strength and that wisdom and knowledge would come in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Debbie. I know I'm, I'm leaving this episode encouraged and I know mm -hmm. our listeners are as well. And I just love, like Alicia said, Jesus spoke in parables and it was everyday life kind of things. And, and he speaks to all of us the same way, yeah. you know, <laughs> be on a ministry trip. Were you going to say something? Well, I just thought of something. I think it's really important. Uh, you brought up the vine dresser and, you know, things like that. That was another key significant moment of change for me when the vine dresser says, let me add manure to it for a year. And if it doesn't produce fruit in a year, I'll take it out myself. And one day in reading that, I was just like, well, I feel like I've been manured a lot. <laughs> I'm sure people feel yeah. like, you know, I just got pooed on again, you know, and some of it is coming out of our own decisions. Some of it's circumstances like what you guys talked about earlier. You can't control. You can't control where you're born, who you're born to, the things that you're in, jobs. You know, there's just some things you can't control. But the thing we can control is leading on him. Yeah. And all I know is that when things happen, I just say, okay, I just got manured. But you know what? That means growth is coming. Yeah, there you go. And so I've started to even take a, it's such a funny little thing, you know, I, but I just thought I got manured in this one. Okay. Stinky. I don't like it. So wash off, dust off, move on. Yeah, that's good. Well, move listeners. on and upward. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, if you're getting manured this week just know <laughs> growth is coming growth is on keep, the way. keep that momentum because you don't want to get stuck yeah, in that that's for sure, <laughs> <both> sure. <laughs> but well thank you debbie again for having uh, coming on and being on our show we always enjoy it you're always a huge blessing yeah and i know our listeners love you and just thank you listeners for joining us another week make sure if you haven't already subscribe to our podcast right. rate it give us five stars yeah we like Share all the it with stars. a friend <laughs> if there's a friend that needs some momentum in their life let this episode encourage them and share it with them. Yeah. So we will see you next week. God bless. Bye. So you may have heard us mention the fam club in past episodes or on social media. We'd like to let you know more about what it is and how you can be a part. The fam club is a monthly subscription partnership that gives you access to our exclusive content, a monthly newsletter, discounted merch, and being the first to know about new music and what's happening with our ministry. Our monthly fam club support is what makes this podcast and other aspects of our ministry possible. 
You can join today by logging on to alishaandwhitney.com and by clicking the Fam Club tab.